Good morning from the KYMN Newsroom. I'm Rich Larson on FM 95.1 and AM 1080. The Rice County Solid Waste Facility has reopened to the public after being closed for the majority of last week due to a fire at the landfill, even as landfill employees continue to work to minimize the impacts of that fire. A statement issued yesterday by Rice County said, as of yesterday, more than 80% of the area that was within the burning area has been covered with dirt. The remaining 20% is on the slope of a hill in the active landfill cell. Workers had anticipated covering that area with more dirt yesterday, conditions permitting. Given yesterday's rain, there has been no word if they were able to do so. The statement asked that while the landfill has been reopened, anyone who can wait until later in the week to bring their trash to the landfill should do so. Self-haulers with dump trailers and others that need to go out to the landfill portion of the facility should note that this area is also used by licensed haulers and that only one truck at a time will be allowed to dump in the area that is completely segregated from the areas where there was fire activity. The statement also thanked the community for their patience as order and normal operating procedures are restored. The fire began on the evening of Monday, May 22nd. Its cause has yet to be determined. Rice County has created a page on its website where the latest information on the situation, all press releases, and other relevant information can be found. Northfield's Pride in the Park is set for Saturday in Central Park, and organizer Emily Lloyd of the Northfield Pride Committee said all the final preparations have been made and the celebration is ready to go. While this is the third year of the celebration, it is the first year that it has not been a library-sponsored event. Lloyd, who is a youth librarian with the Northfield Public Library, said the event was always meant to be spun out of the library's purview. So we were always working towards making this a community pride, and at that point the library's support of pride will be in in, you know, what we do at the at the book bike, what we do for Pride. So we want to have heavy participation and heavy support of Pride, but not be in charge of Pride. This mm-hmm. belongs to the community and it should be the community's. As a standalone event, Lloyd said there have been many changes and more expenses in the festival's inner workings. For example, she said the event now has to buy insurance and pay the community event application fee. But they have received tremendous community support. A fundraiser held at Imminent Brewing last month had a goal to raise $5,000, but Lloyd said the event generated $11,000. That kind of success allowed the committee to establish a $1,000 scholarship for an LGBTQ Northfield youth to use in furthering their education. The awardee will be announced during the festivities on Saturday. As with all Pride celebrations, organizers are expecting some people to set up near the park and voice their opposition to the celebration. However, this year the protesters seem to have an agenda. Lloyd said other celebrations around Southern Minnesota have seen protesters attempting to incite specific reactions from festival goers, particularly the younger attendees, so they can sue the celebration and eliminate it. Lloyd said the best thing to do with that situation might also be the most difficult for some people. My advice to all, it's so hard when people are yelling horrible things at you, but don't engage. Don't give them your joy. Don't let them take away your energy and don't let them take away your pride. They are very uh, skilled at knowing exactly what they can and can't say. Um, and I know they're upsetting, but best response is to give them nothing 
to yell at. The program for the day will be hosted by Northfield's own drag queen, Mrs. Moxie, and Lexi D. The schedule includes a drag story time, pride cardio with trainers from the YMCA, a self-defense clinic with Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructor Will Wiedenhoff of Misfit BJJ Studio, and a runway dance party. Remarks will be given by Representative Christy Purcell and City Councilor Devin Sokup, who is the first trans man elected to public office in Greater Minnesota. Lloyd said now that they are a standalone organization, her hope is that the Pride Committee can do more to create and foster LGBTQ community in Northfield by sponsoring more events and bringing people together more often. We have the opportunity now to really create uh, LGBTQ community in the city. Um, We could do events throughout the year. Pride is a beautiful day, but we're here all year The celebration will run from noon until 4 p.m. on Saturday. KYMN will broadcast live from Pride in the Park from noon until 1 p.m. And aging in place, the practice of an elderly person living in their own home rather than moving on to an assisted living or a retirement home has become not just a desire among people who are getting older, but with the problems long-term care facilities are having right now, for many, it is a necessity. Northfield Area Fire and Rescue Service Chief Tom Nelson and Northfield Emergency Medical Services Chief Brian Edwards said last week that they are getting more and more calls to help an elderly person who is aging in place, and there is a need for that person and their support team to have a plan in those situations. And in fact, Chief Edwards believes the issue is only going to become more prevalent. I think this is becoming the next thing. I think we're just going to see, you know, we're an aging population in the U.S. Um, nursing homes are having a hard time getting patients in. Uh, you know, hopefully this funding that just passed the legislature will help. Uh, but I, I think this is what we're going to be seeing in the future. More All of right. it. The most important thing for a person who stays in their home is to have a person or a group of people who can check in every day and offer help when needed. Edwards said the people who do not have that support are the ones who have the most difficulties. Be it a relative, a friend, or a neighbor, he said, everyone needs some help. Edwards said the majority of the calls his department receives by a wide margin is to help a person who has fallen and become injured or cannot get back up, and it can happen for a multitude of reasons. Nelson said it is important to talk with elderly parents or just those who have mobility problems and remind them to use the equipment they have for help. What you end up getting, too, is what I've said to my mom and when my my dad was still alive is, you know, those aren't things that people want to think about. Like, I need to be thinking about making sure I actually use my my walker or my cane in the house because I'm just going into the kitchen. Um, Those are things where it's sort of like, where do most crashes happen within 20 miles of your house? There's some comfort there and you don't think about it. Having a plan in place for how fire or EMS can reach someone in trouble, be it a lockbox at the door or access to a garage door code, has become more and more important, they said. Edwards also endorsed the Vial of Life program, which informs first responders of everything a medical team would need to know in treating someone. He said a form that can be downloaded from the internet and filled out will tell the medical history, advanced directives the person might have, allergies, where they wish to be treated, and notably, medications. Uh, A lot of patients, especially elderly patients, and as we age, we generally require more medications. They start getting some medication filled from this pharmacy and some from this pharmacy and they don't finish taking this one and they may have uh, multiple medication bottles laying around their home and they're not sure exactly what they're supposed to be taking so we gather all of that up bring all that information back to the hospital and they start the process of that medication reconciliation the form which edwards called immeasurably beneficial is put into a pink envelope and hung on a refrigerator or somewhere that is obvious and visible for more information on the vial of life program visit vialoflife.com 
www.northfieldemergency.com or call Northfield Emergency Medical Services at 507-646-1444. For KYMN News, I'm Rich Larson on AM 1080 and FM 95.1. The One.